Dear listener. Hey everyone, I hope y'all are well, healthy, and blessed today. Right now, it is the morning time, and I just wanted to bring some attention to the fact that we are about to watch history in the making at this inauguration, and I am so excited. You know, if you have access to the television or, you know, what have you, a device, technology, watch the inauguration. Let your children watch the inauguration. It's history. It's something that you can be able to say years down the road. You can be able to say, I watched the first black vice president get sworn into office. I watched the first South Asian president get, uh, vice president get sworn into office. I watched the first female vice president get sworn into office. That, that doesn't even sound real right now. It's, it's just so it's shocking. I still can't believe it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's history or history, if you will. And I am proud. And I will be watching all the events. And I encourage you all too. Before we got into today's episode, I just wanted to put out a little disclaimer slash trigger warning. This episode does contain elements regarding to mental health. So today we're going to be discussing mental health and more specifically mental health within a black household or within the black community at large. And before we just go any deeper into the topic, I'm going to read you the definition of mental health for those of you who don't know or who feel like you know but you don't exactly know the book definition. The definition of mental health, a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. So that's what mental health is. And mental health is a very serious thing. You know, anybody can suffer from mental health. Sometimes your friends suffer from it and you don't even know. People can hide things. And I say mental health is a serious thing because it can really affect your well-being. Like, I've read some things, and being depressed, it can affect you like the way that you, your entire lifestyle can be affected. You can have a messy home if you're depressed. You know, you may not take care of yourself as well because you just don't have the energy to do so. And also with depression, you're insufficient in, I can't remember if it's dopamine. Hold on. I think it's dopamine that you're insufficient in. Yeah, dopamine system dysfunctions list linked to certain symptoms of depression. So that just goes to show that it's not just a name. Mental health is not just a name or something that someone just declares it's real and it actually affects your body. It affects your the way that you live. And it's something that should be taken seriously. You know, I don't think it's anything a laughing matter. If someone tells you that they're depressed, then you definitely need to talk to them and figure out what's going on. Because you never know. People are unpredictable. Anything can happen to them.
Now, I am going to go on and say that I think mental health is perceived differently in the black community, especially with black parents. Now, this is, I'm not speaking for everyone. If you've had a different experience, this is not my reflection of your experience. This is just generalized statement based on information that I've reviewed and researched. A lot of times, black parents perceive mental health differently. And sometimes our black community perceives mental health differently. And I will say, I know there are other people of color within their communities. Mental health is perceived differently. I'm going to say Hispanic Latino community. I'm not sure about the Asian community. I don't really know too much. You know, I know some Hispanic people, and I've done research on the Hispanic community, but I'm not sure about the Asian community. But back to black people and mental health. A lot of times, whenever someone black has mental health issues, and I'm trying to tread lightly, figure out how to say this the right way sometimes it's perceived as a joke because too often our people we went through so much stuff and just eventually over time I guess we now we know how to make dark jokes out of our struggles and there's nothing wrong with that I do it a lot I do it all the time but I don't do it on serious topics like mental health because I know there's no game. There's nothing to play with. There's nothing to play with at all. But I think because we have such a long history of doing it, we just became accustomed to doing that with mental health as well because we feel like we always have to be strong. And that's not saying that someone with mental health is weak. Not at all. But we feel as though people with mental health, mental illnesses, are weak, so we feel like we have to be strong because of everything that we already go through. It's like, okay, we don't need this. We got to be strong. This is not, this ain't nothing. So as a black community, we really need to strive to do better when it comes to mental health because I know we have a long ways to go. The country as a whole, we have a long ways to go. And black parents, this needs to be the generation where we change the stigma of parenting when it comes to mental health. If your child tells you that they feel like they're struggling with mental health, don't dismiss it or make a joke out of it and tell them that they just have to get over it. Because yes, although you want your child to be strong, there are other ways that you can teach them to be strong other than dismissing their mental health status. Because When you do stuff like that, when you invalidate their emotions and how they feel, it's very easy for them to slip into a hole of darkness and not talk to you anymore and just give up on life, period. Another major factor to me when it comes to the dismissal of mental health and mental illness within our community is the idea of acting white or being called white. If you have some mental issues, 
And I know some people can probably relate to being called white or being called an Oreo or what have you. I know I can relate because it has happened to me before. Because I think there's this notion that if you're black and if, well, not necessarily if you're black, but there's this notion that mental health is a white thing. Being suicidal is a white thing. That's a white thing. But the truth is, it's not a white thing because mental health can affect someone who is black, someone who is brown, someone who is white. It's not associated with any particular race. It's something that affects anybody. It can affect anybody. So I think that's something that we need to really recognize and we need to stop doing that. Because first of all, when you call someone white, you're basically telling them it's nothing against white people. I think that's a nice way of saying you're not black. I don't think you act black enough to be black. And I don't agree with that. I never have agreed with that. Because you can really make someone feel bad when you tell them that they're acting white. And again, going back to the parents, that invalidates someone's feelings. And that can just drive them deeper into their mental health issue when you could have just simply talked to them about it. So I know you're probably like, okay, we talked about mental health and how we should change the stigma or how the future generation should change the stigma. But with our friends, how are we going to talk to our friends? I know one of the most difficult things to do is talking to a friend who has mental health issues. Because you don't want to say the wrong thing and lose your friend, but you also don't want to lose your friend to their mental health issues. So that's a hard situation. I find that the best thing to do Because I have had friends talk to me about their situations, and I definitely respect them for trusting me to hold the discussion with them. The best thing to do is let them know that they can trust you. That's the biggest thing, I believe, whenever it comes to someone struggling with their mental health and them reaching out for help, is trust. Because if they don't trust you, they feel like you're going to just run off and tell somebody their business, they're not going to want to open up to you and they're just going to keep bottling up their emotions. So the best thing for you to do is build trust with your friend if you don't already have it and let help them understand. Don't just tell them, but show them through your actions that, okay, you're going to be loyal and you're not going to disrespect their boundaries. But also when it comes to trust, You also have to let them know that if you feel like they're in danger, they're going to do something to themselves, that you will be trying to get them some help because that's what a friend does. Above all, support your friend or your family member, whoever it is that you know is dealing with mental health, especially if they're in a household or their surrounding community is invalidating what they go through because I'm sure that's probably not a good experience for you to be struggling and barely making it and someone is denying your emotions denying what you feel and during that time all someone wants to hear is support they just want to know that they have someone there for them so check on your friends you know be sure they're okay and be there for them 
You may not always say the right thing. You know, tread lightly. But just let them know that they have your support and talk to them. Give them advice. Help them out. Give them your words of wisdom. You may have went through something that they can relate to. And, you know, they also have apps for people who struggle with mental health. You can talk to, like, peer counselors. Like, I know one is called, like, Silver Cloud. You can talk to people on there, and it's confidential. Recommend stuff like that to them. Just, you know, be there for them as a friend. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope that you learned something new. If you notice, today's episode is a little bit shorter because I will be having a new episode on Friday. And we'll be talking about black film, and we'll specifically do like a little review on the Netflix film. It's, well, it's, not, it's on Netflix, but it's not a Netflix original. It's called Let It Fall, Los Angeles. And it's a documentary about the events in Los Angeles before the Rodney King riots. And we're going to get into that and have a little discussion. So be on the lookout for the next episode on Friday. I hope that you had the chance to watch History Today with the inauguration. It was amazing. I cried some tears of joy because it was just beautiful seeing history like that, being able to say that, okay, I saw this happen. It was amazing. So tune in Friday, you guys. All right, peace.